0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Well To Do. I'm Andy Liu, your host, and it's all about the things that you need to do to stay well. And I'm really excited about this episode because it's all about mindset. And before we get into it, I really need to thank our sponsor, Aries Tech. Aries Tech is a fantastic wellness brand. Uh, You can get little stickers that go on the back of your phone, your iPad, your laptop, or something for your home, but basically it helps you with EMFs, electromagnetic fields. It helps minimize the radiation through modulation rather than blocking. When you have an EMF blocker, it ends up just working harder. But with this modulation, it's really next level wellness. So check out Aries Tech. And now let's introduce Andrew Anabi from Pool House, New York. Andrew, you are such a businessman. You know, I think you've got this beautiful warm energy You used to be a lawyer and you decided to change up your whole life and business. You left law to start this beautiful apparel, which is relaxed. It's got a great name, Pool House New York. Sounds so fun. We're going to get into that a little bit more. But what I loved about this brand and when I met you at the gym at Equinox is that it's all about really just helping people feel connected. And that's what I'm all about. So... The moment we got chatting, that's exactly who you were and it's a reflection of your brand. So tell me all about your philosophy on Pool House New York.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. And it's kind of been just a, a natural process, you know, like sharing like what I've learned and the mindset, kind of building up this brand, from, like behind the scenes, telling people how it really is. And through that experience from transitioning to law to um, starting a company that you had no experience in before, there's so many lessons that people relate to. And that's been the whole process um, the past couple of years by building it up.
0: It's so interesting, actually. I think that there's a lot of career changes going on lately and people finally deciding what they really want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this is now your calling and how did you get the courage to leave law? Because you studied so hard. Yeah. to now start up a clothing brand.
1: Yeah, that was probably one of the that was one of the hardest decisions I ever made because I worked so hard to go to a certain law school. I wanted to go to the best law school that I could go to, go work at these law firms that the older kids in my law school were going to. I went to um, uh, Columbia Law School, worked at this big law firm in Manhattan. It was something that I always dreamed of doing. And then I got into it and... I was like, "Is this really what I want to be spending my life doing?" Yeah, wow. Every one of my firm great people, um, so thankful for the opportunity. But of course, I didn't feel like the world. I didn't feel like, like if nobody did the work that I was doing, I didn't think that the world would be different. I think it would it would have operated the same. That was my personal feelings about it. Some people might. Um, so you wanted to create. Take.
0: You wanted to create something that was going to impact the world.
1: Something that was meaningful to to me and to other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think a lot of us want that, and it's a journey to figure out how do you do that. And I think it's a daunting question. You have to. You have to give yourself room to to throw things at the dart. Don't make any rash decisions too soon, um, because there's so much. Like I needed to learn. Right. Like I was a lawyer. I didn't know. I didn't know how to use Photoshop. I didn't know how to be a creative. Yeah, And so I needed to give myself time to figure those things out.
0: And now you've been doing this for three years. It actually reminds me of somebody that I coached who, as a wellness coach, he saw that I was coming backwards and forwards to, you know, America with my books. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to do what you do. And we were in Australia and he was a draftsman and he was like, can we do a coaching session? And within one, I think it was one, maybe two sessions, I just remember his. Whole career changed because his mindset changed mm-hmm. and he realized that he could become a videographer. Yeah. So now he's actually a videographer here. He's so super successful, mm-hmm. and it was about having the courage to pursue that calling. And he really feels like he's making a difference too with some of the purpose projects that he's taking on. Mm-hmm. But what do you think it is that makes you realize, hang on a second, this isn't my passion, this isn't my calling, I need to change? Like is it?
1: Oh, that's funny that you yeah. bring that up. There was actually a very um defining moment. Cause I remember I got into meditation as a lawyer. I was just feeling so mm-hmm. lost in my life, so purposeless. And I had heard about meditation for the longest time, but I felt like, oh. I don't need that. I don't want to be soft. I want to, you know, be like on edge. I was working in Manhattan um, near Wall Street. So you kind of have to be really sharp. But yeah. then I was listening to this podcast, funny enough, yeah. of this investment banker. And he was talking about how he felt the same way that he just didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. He just, I don't know, felt confused. And I related a lot to that. And he was a person who was in a profession similar to mine. I related to I connected with that. So I decided, might as well. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and I forget who was the original person that got me into it. I think I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, and um, he recommended somebody. I did their meditation on YouTube, and it really gave me a lot of solace, a lot of perspective, allowed me to realize I don't have to identify with my thoughts. That was the biggest thing that I got from meditation. And then after I got past that, it allowed me to have a clearer vision for where I wanted to see my life going. And I kept asking myself, one question that someone told me that they always ask themselves whenever they have a tough decision to make. And it's, hypothetically, if you have children, let's say you don't, what would you want your child to do in this situation? Because nine times out of ten, you want to give them the best advice. You want them to be happy, but you also want them to be safe. It's a really good perspective, I think, at least. I found it helpful. And in the beginning, I would always say, um, like, I would want my Child to have a clear plan before they they left law right, mm. and then over the next couple of months and then by the end of the year after I was asking myself that question I realized actually more than that I wouldn't want them to stay somewhere just because they thought that they were gonna fail just because they were worried about that I think that's the worst thing um, to do so that was the
0: failure and again. flipping that you know yeah. what what is a failure I mean as somebody who's grown up auditioning my whole life. Every time you don't get the job, it's not necessarily a failure. You're finding something else that's more right for you. Same with when we date. We didn't fail if that didn't work out. Rather have gratitude for when we had the courage enough to enter that connection with that other human being. What did we teach each other in that moment of time? Mm -hmm. You know, or um, just any kind of failure. Flipping perception is so key because we really are on this crazy journey called life. And it's like a choose your own adventure book. Like do I turn this page and make it this path? or? And any choice you make is going to propel you in the right direction because you're going to make mistakes based on the lessons you're willing to learn and they're all, it's, I always say wherever we land up is where we're meant to be. We're meant to be there. Why? Why do we know that? Because it happened,
1: <laughs> you know. There's a lot of solace in that, like accepting that things are meant to be. It's been one of the biggest uh I know you were asking me earlier, what's like one of the biggest lessons you've learned and that's a hard question. There's a lot of pressure, but I think one thing that I keep coming back to mm. it's always stayed the test of time is that I'm so thankful that I didn't get what I thought I wanted. You know? Okay. It's like that mistake, like it needed to happen because it opened up doors that you just didn't see. Yeah. And I remember when I was a lawyer, I didn't necessarily like the practice group that I was in. That was a big problem. I wanted to originally work in venture capital, the tech scene. I thought this was very, you know, exciting and sexy. I remember getting to the final um, stages of the interview. I got a call back at the top law firm in New York City, who does does this kind of law. Met all the partners. I thought it went great. I was so happy. I was like, I'm going to be working here. Like this is my future. And I didn't get the job. Oh wow! And I was so disappointed. And that was that ah. was the moment where I realized I'm not going to be a lawyer. Wow. Like, I, really? I knew that. Then I, then I had to figure not out Not like plan. I'm not
0: going to work at that place. Just I'm not going to be a lawyer.
1: Like, I'm going to, like, I have to figure out something else. That was the moment where I was like, okay, wow. Andrew, you got to figure something out. And so I ended up taking another job at a different law firm. But I knew from the first day that I got to find a way out of. Alcatraz, as glimmer as that sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So here you are. You found a way. How did you find yourself into clothing? Like you said you knew nothing about social media and all yeah. of these things that you knew the new brand needed. Did you hire people or why fashion?
1: I didn't hire people for the longest time. That was the biggest mistake that I've ever made. Um, I thought I could do everything on my own and you cannot one quote that i love is that if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together and this year
0: i love that (laughs) gratitude for everybody in this studio right now but it really is we're
1: social (laughs) creatures and we're meant to like work and live together and you you said you talked about business before and Mm -hmm. the definition of a business is in something that cannot happen by a single person like an organization like this thing can only happen through people coming together. Right. That's, That's what whole House
0: New York's about.
1: Yeah, bringing people together, creating something that I didn't have, that I wish I had.
0: But hang on a second. The culture online and how you're selling and perceiving the brand is also the philosophy behind the brand.
1: Yeah, it's very meta in that way. And yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh. <Whoa. laughs>
0: <laughs> so then tell me, where, how did you, do you have a a story that you can share about sh- how you change somebody's life, really, from the brand. Because you have all these beautiful quotes that we can follow and philosophies. Mm -hmm. Tell me about one of either your favorite philosophies or a story of when somebody applied that philosophy and it really changed their life.
1: Yeah, the thing about the online world, I must be honest, um, it's hard to, like, really see the impact that you're having online. People message me all the time. They're like, I love your writings. I love your podcast, Andrew. But when it really hits home is when you meet people in the real world. It's like Mm -hmm. the the people that I brought into my team, Mm -hmm. one of my employees. like, he used to work at a um, medical office, and we share stories about, like, working in the corporate world and how we just didn't like it and how the environment that we're creating now is just so much better. And being able to have that impact with that person, being able to create a good working environment for them, allow them a space to be creative, something that I wish I had, that is the most... Um, uh, that, that That's when I kind of, like, look back. I'm like, wow, we're doing something that's really cool.
0: It's interesting that you bring up creative. Yeah. We are born to create. We are creators, creators, creators. Whether it's procreation or creation, we are meant to create. And I think only now since the pandemic we are finally starting to realise that's what we're born to do. So if I could just get you to inspire others to create something, Mm -hmm. that's going to ignite the spark in all of us, right? That's what makes us feel alive. 'Cause then we share that with the world as well.
1: Yeah. And um I think it really is the most um it's the most fulfilling thing, but it's also the hardest thing to do as a living. And like Really most, To turn it into a business. Like business is hard. Oh, and most Turning creative
0: creative into business is hard.
1: Yeah, and most, yeah. Cause most creatives they don't want to do the business side, right? And one of the...
0: But hang on, think about everything that's created. Somebody created the traffic light. Somebody created... Yeah, you can make anything creative. Yes. I agree, yes. Yes. like (laughs) the
1: mindset that you bring into it. I agree. (laughs) And so it's about having fun with the business side, you know, being creative with it. And that's what's allowed me to um, be so successful with it and keep doing it every day is because I'm making it creative. And I think so often, and one of the, like the name's, the reasons behind the name is like this yin and yang concept, pool house in New York. I grew up in LA, spent a lot of like my 20s out in New York. And it's this juxtaposition between the the good and the bad days. If you're like, you can't have, this, you can't have the, the rainbows without the rain, you know, you wouldn't appreciate the sun without the rain or the clouds. Mm. And so it's finding that kind of solace and um, like peacefulness with that. When things aren't going your way to realize that, you know, maybe there's a lesson here. Maybe maybe you need this to appreciate something that you were ignoring before.
0: So the models you're choosing as well, do they have certain stories um, behind why they want to work for Pool House when they're showing the apparel?
1: Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's, um, I mean, some of it, some of it's people that I know, some of it's people that casting, and it's always um, ones who feel, like, aligned with it. I think those are the ones that are going to, like, work the best. I ran the first photo shoot last Friday actually and it was amazing because you know those people they were engaged with it and you could tell that they really um were aligned with the things that we were doing I think across the board people that you bring into your team it's so important about them believing in the mission that 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 you have Mm. because if you don't then I don't know how far you can't
0: teach passion with the people yes. that people that you hire, right? You can teach all the other skills like you learn as you say social media and everything, but passion is something that just needs to be already there. Yeah. And as you say, you, you become aligned. So it's and like
1: cover letters just like on top of that, I never right. thought that they were important. Now as a business owner, oh my goodness. It, Why? Cuz it shows the passion. Right. And as I, forget, I never understood that. Like I always would put that off and yeah, now it's just... Uh, How so much
0: effort they're putting into really wanting to be with you. Yeah. Got it. So
1: if you're a kid out there, write a good cover letter. I'm telling you, it'll take you so much farther than a great GPA will.
0: Amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you are writing one, always get into that heartfelt space of gratitude and mm-hmm. then explaining your why, You know why you feel connected to that brand or person that you want to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest just flows, really. But it's interesting that we're having this conversation about mindset because what I'm learning is that you're saying change your mindset about having the courage to change careers, to really do what makes you happy, then bring people with you along the way, choose those people that are really in alignment with you. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, and just I guess make sure that you've got the courage to create. In anything that you do, as you say, make everything creative. So no matter what your business is, mm-hmm. you still have an opportunity to search for how to be creative in your world. Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And I think one thing that's really important because you said, do what makes you happy. And that was a problem that I always had, right? Because, um, like, you have to figure out a way to intertwine your talents with what, what you have. I don't know if you've heard of the concept of it, um, Ikigai. It's like the Japanese concept of finding your your meaning in life, and it's you really find uh, yeah I K I G I A, and the theory is you find your meaning by figuring out what you're good at, what people um what what value you can provide people, what do people want that you can provide, and then what are people willing to pay for? Wow. Like that's how you create like the best like work for yourself,
0: service for the world. Yeah,
1: and for yourself too is what are you passionate about because. If you're just doing law just to make money and to make other people impressed, then you're not going to find you know, happiness, trust I,
0: me. <laughs> I do trust you. And I have so much wonder about that because I lived in Japan for a year when I was 19. Mm-hmm. I have some Japanese friends. I've got... Japanese listeners of this show as well, Ikagai, I didn't know, I speak a little bit of Japanese, I didn't know about this phrase, there's so many beautiful phrases that they have, but what an amazing philosophy, because Japanese people actually stick to the same job for the majority of their lives, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because they've actually found out what their calling is right from the get-go, and they know how to do that.
1: Children know it, like I was super into photography and clothes as a kid, I loved that. Right, Um, so you're saying
0: you're just going back to what you always should have been doing
1: yeah that I never had the confidence to do in the beginning. I always yeah I remember before I went to undergrad, I was thinking about going to film school. I always like wanted to do something creative, but I never I was like no that's that's for other people, Angie, that's not for you 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 can't do that but then I realized if you can do this, if you can go to Columbia Law School, if you can, I mean, you're so much more likely to fail at something that you're just not passionate about. Mm. That's something that, that, that you are. That, that was my philosophy. Wow, yeah, you're
0: going to fail anyway, so you may as well be doing something that you love. Yeah, because- and
1: you can fail at what you don't want. Like, you might not get that job that you really, you know, the job that you don't really want. Like, you can, you're going to get rejected from that too. So, I don't know. I heard that quote from, what was the, um, Jim, Jim Carrey. He was doing a commencement speech. Okay. And he was talking about a story of um, his dad, who used to be an accountant. And one day his dad came home and he said he lost his job. And it was at that moment Jim Carrey realized, wow, you can also fail at what you don't want to do because his dad always wanted to be a comedian too. But he thought accounting yeah. is safe, it'll always give me a paycheck. And,
0: and now Jim Carrey is the most amazing comedian ever. Yeah. <laughs> See
1: how it funny, funny way, funny way, it's funny how life works out.
0: <laughs> I just really love this whole Japanese philosophy, really, because. The way in which I like to parent is to nurture Mm -hmm. the child into seeing what it is they're already passionate about because when we're little we already know I want to be the fire engine, the fire truck, you know. (laughs) I want to be the hairdresser. I want to be Astro Boy. I want to be, you know, the kids kind of, we all know what we want to do and we're born into our calling. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line in our modern world we get told stories, you know, a narrative about, you're not going to make it. This isn't for you. Get a real job, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. And I wonder if it's a Western world way of living and there's more peace in, you know, honouring and, and raising humans mm-hmm. with the potential to do what it is their hearts desire because we do buy passion. We don't buy businesses. Mm-hmm. We buy passion. We buy from people who are passionate. And it's almost like our hearts want to support those people
1: that it's- are passionate about it. I just think there's also, but there's like a, like a fine thing. It's like how do you how do you how do you do that successfully, right? Because at the end of the day, we like you have to support yourself, right? You don't want to be starving at the end of the day, and that's why I said figuring out what you are good at, right? So a lot of people, like I went to law school. I'm good at writing, reading, all this stuff. So that taught you that. So it's like, okay, how do I tie this into clothing, right? Okay, maybe let's tell a story about the clothing, about the experience of growing this. I I don't have experience in. Got it. Um, making garments yet i don't have experience in photography you know but i'm learning these things and maybe i'm not the best but let me let me throw in something that i'm good at got it
0: that's your unique selling point yeah so what i'm gathering here is and this is what i love doing for businesses brands and you know products is finding out the story behind the brand communicating that usp that unique selling point because if we pour our hearts into it as you're saying and we put out all our unique skills into this business or company, Mm -hmm. it will become so unique because no one else can emulate that model because nobody else is you. And we use that same philosophy in relationships too. Don't try and be beautiful like them. Be beautiful like you. So here you are going, I recognise I'm a really great writer, but I don't want to be in law anymore writing that way. Mm -hmm. I want to do something creative, but how can I pull that unique skill into this business model? So here you are Merging, I guess, in a juxtaposition type of a way because who would have thought to make Pull House New York a clothing brand all about philosophy and writing? Do you know what I mean? It's
1: beautiful part about life. Yeah. You know, things unfold in ways that you can't even imagine sometimes. It's like mm. the magic of life, I think.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I remember a friend of mine, he lives in San Diego, Mike Sherbakov. He was actually uh, number two or one on the episode of well to do. Anyway, great, mm-hmm. great. But, you know... He used to say to me, I love the excitement of not knowing what's going to happen next.
1: No, I love it too. (laughs) It ends up being so much better than you ever anticipated. That's why.
0: But I mean, it takes a lot to have faith and and surrender to that notion and trust that, you know, this is the path that we're meant to be by not knowing. Whereas, you know, as somebody who needed, who was a high achiever and still is a high achiever, I used to need to know what's happening next. Where are we going and everything. So Mm -hmm when it's you're funny. on path though you don't need to know it's taken care of by the divine <laughs>
1: yeah and uh it's funny that you said that you were um you always needed to know for Furpool house for the longest time i was the opposite way because with like law and or just my life leading up to that i realized um that my life always ended up looking so different the year a year forward than i ever anticipated so i thought with this i'm not going to i'm not going to do that i'm just going to let let it flow and that's good but I think there's, and that's why there's always like this yin and yang balance, you know, it's like um, going back and forth between letting go and holding on. So mm. I think it's important to let go of what you think. This is a great quote, actually, that I heard the other day. Okay. Someone I heard on a podcast. This is Mr.
0: Quote, you guys. Yeah.
1: They said.
0: <laughs> 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 You're I,
1: the best at quotes. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to butcher it, but they said, um, I have strongly held opinions, or one, I have very passionate opinions that are weakly held. I'm like. That is exactly how I've been living this past year. And it's been the most profound thing. It's like being really passionate and fiery about what you believe in. But then when someone, when you realize, oh, you might have been wrong. There might have been something better leaning into that. Mm-hmm. And so being I think. Being
0: okay with perhaps I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, because so often we're one or the other. We're really passionate and we're never going to change our opinions or we're or lackadaisical and we're just going with the wind, going anywhere people tell us to go. Mm-hmm. And so maybe people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's that beautiful dance between, you know, that ebb and yeah. flow and even like in relationships, you know, desire comes from that pool of cat and mouse and all of those things, you know, the tide comes in to lap up the shore with the water and then it goes back out And but it always comes back in again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I, I like to draw analogies about what else is like that. I mean, you know I wrote a health book called Connected, right? So we are so connected to each other, we're connected to the earth, we're all the same and what gives life is usually um, an equal and opposite energy of everything, both. And so if we apply that philosophy to, mm-hmm. you know, letting go having a little bit of control letting go again and I guess controlling what you can and then surrendering to what you can't I guess will help a lot of people with their mindset so what's the biggest thing that you could suggest that we can all do to feel more well in terms of mindset
1: Uh, probably what I said um Probably what I said, there's two things that are coming to mind. I'll start with like, one thing that I said previously, where you're going to realize later that you're going to be so grateful for what you thought. To like, mean, you're so grateful you didn't get what you thought you wanted, and you're going to realize that you grew so much through those failures. Like, Had they not happened, you wouldn't have met X, Y, and Z. You wouldn't have learned this skill, and you wouldn't be where you are now, and it's so much better than... The universe had a plan for you that was better than what you originally planned. And whenever I remember that, when things go wrong, it always calms me. It makes it makes me try to learn the lesson because you can easily. I know we talked about fate and meant to be earlier, and I don't think it's one or the other. I think, I think there's a certain tide that you're meant to you're meant to go down, but you can also miss that tide if you're not willing yeah. to, to find the lesson. Yep. Um, and maybe the universe will keep driving that lesson out to you until until you, try to, until you learn it. Um, that's the first thing, and then the um, The second thing is we talked a lot about about finding something that you love, something that you're passionate about. And it's a hard thing to ask because a lot of us, we get clouded by the accolades, by the gifts, by the money, by the fancy things. And pulling back and asking yourself, what what would you do if you knew you'd fail? Like not succeed. I don't think that's the good question because you're going to fail the whole step of the way. Like, what are you going to do irregardless of the result? Because mm. that, I think, is what you're passionate about. That's where your feel, your real calling lies. It's something that you enjoy the process of.
0: Well, I can back myself fully. You know? I mean, I, <laughs> I moved from Australia to L.A. and I was like, I said to my son, what if it doesn't work out? And he goes, and we've had the greatest adventure of a lifetime. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Isn't it? And it just reminds me that, you know, life is this great big journey, this crazy adventure. And whatever lessons we learn from it, but it is working out. And even when it's not working out, it's working out.
1: <laughs> you just can't see it yet. Your life is uh, your life is like a book, and the meaning only becomes clear the more chapters you read. That's something.
0: Ooh, there's another quote, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go on to Poolhouse New York uh, Instagram page, there's just a bunch of quotes there. How many quotes and philosophy memes do you release?
1: Actually, no quotes, actually. I don't do quotes that often. It's just really. Uh, there's things. a lot of
0: photos of your beautiful clothing, but like I noticed mm-hmm. that compared to... Oh, no, to the writing a, that I have. Like, the writing. A lot of
1: people think it's quotes. It's just me just saying what's going on right now. Yeah, but it's time. your quote, Andrew. Is it a quote? If it's something that you say, is that a quote? Well,
0: I'm going to... If I have to <laughs> repeat what I read, I'm going <laughs> to quote Andrew. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, yeah,
0: yeah. But like is... Because you're a great writer, is, is there a lot of pressure to deliver all this beautiful, you know, stuff to read? Or um, is it just something that's always been innate and you just... It comes quickly to you when you're preparing that content
1: um it doesn't uh it is one of the things that I enjoy doing like more than anything is writing. Mm. I think there's a lot of clarity that comes from it. It's one thing to have a conversation with someone or to even like journal something right um but it's one thing to write something down with the intention that you're gonna share it because then you're really gonna think about it like does this make sense?
0: Whoa! did this come from law too?
1: I mean probably I mean very yeah I mean. I think being analytical about my writing, like, does it make sense definitely came from law. It's like, okay, we're starting with, we're talking about uh, um, like food and mental health, and then we're talking about, like, finances. Like, where's the connection, Angie? you got to, it has to be some kind of, like, you know, um, pivot into that. A lot of the times, I think uh, that can do us a lot of good, like, thinking, like, is there a connection between what I'm thinking? Like, does it make sense to think this?
0: So if somebody else were to read this, what would they be thinking? And you are thinking about, what they're thinking as you're writing.
1: Um, no, not necessarily. I'm just thinking, like, does this make sense for me?
0: All right. And
1: um, hopefully that'll make sense for other people. I think um, you have to, it's like this weird juxtaposition when you make creative things, you have to think about um, other people, the audience, we're social creatures, and I think it's important. You don't think about other people, you're a sociopath, <laughs> <that is. laughs> But you also have to, you know, talk about, Something that's real, and that's a very solace place. It's a very personal place.
0: What's the most real thing you've written about?
1: Real thing? Um, A a lot of things. I mean, it kind of runs the gamut. I don't think there's been something that – I don't know if there's been a topic that I haven't talked about. Mm. Um, Yeah.
0: Interesting. So you you just – you go everywhere. You just go wherever you need to go. Yeah, it
1: probably should be a little bit more fine-tuned. Okay, something that I've been thinking about lately, um, the past couple of months, figuring out where, um, uh, what are the things that the brand wants to talk about. Like In the yeah. beginning, it was kind of about anything.
0: So what does the brand want to talk about? What's Full House New York interested in?
1: Um, I think we're leaning a lot into um, the, the creative world, like you said. You know, right. It's a lot of people that I've been connecting with. It's people who are doing things like this or want to do things like this. And also do like average ad- like, – um, people are doing like um corporate jobs or anything. You don't have to be creative. I don't want to pigeonhole into that,
0: but sharing your story,
1: yeah, and the things that we're learning because we made a lot of mistakes, and my hope is that we don't have to make as many mistakes in the future, and that's one of the things that I keep coming back to. I remember reading this book by this author, um John Green, one of my favorite writers, and he had this prose book that he released, and he was talking about this rubber band in the middle of the country mm-hmm. it's this giant rubber band the biggest rubber band ball in the entire world
0: oh a rubber band ball yeah
1: ball and um or no it's, it's a paint ball actually this is what happens so people just go there and they paint on it it's a giant ball made of paint okay it keeps getting bigger over time each time they
0: paint it gets bigger it i think it's
1: that or it's a rubber band anyways that, that's that's not but the most important it's get, part it's growing it's growing by every person who keeps coming and adding to the ball whether okay. it's a rubber band or a piece of paint i love it and he said like your life is like kind of like that too it's yeah, in a hundred years, maybe a thousand years, people aren't going to remember you. Wow. But like you're, the little thing that you did influenced X, Y, and Z. Oh. And then they influenced the next person. And the next person has this trickling effect. Yeah. And you're within that rubber band ball or that paintball <laughs> somewhere there. And you're in it. You're in it. And yeah,
0: you yeah, making
1: a good impact on that ball or, you know, the future being able to. You're shaping. Yeah. What other it,
0: people bring to that as well. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love that analogy. It's kind of like the movie, Pay It Forward. It yeah, have you seen that? No. Um, what's that kid from Home Alone? Hey, Unbelievable. Hey Joel Osmond or whatever his name was. Joel
1: oh, so I was so cool. little when that came out. I loved it.
0: I know. It shows my age. But basically he came up with a beautiful philosophy of, uh-huh. you know, creating um, an act of good, or kindness yeah. or whatever, and then instead of paying it back, that person had to pay it forward to three people and then those three people had to pay it forward to others. I love that. It just kept spreading. And I guess it's the the ripple effect with the ball and the ripple effect. You never know how far-reaching and how we're all contributing and Mm -hmm. mindset is just such a big topic right now. As you can see, we could absolutely talk about it forever and you do. You talk about it all day, every day, which is what connects people to Pool House New York. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, the clothing you're wearing today. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful blue. Do you normally choose colours like high vibrational colours or Um, what's your theory behind Obviously, it needs to be relaxed, but what else?
1: Not necessarily relaxed. There's, like, this juxtaposition, like, everything that we do. Um, maybe I've hit it over the head too much right now, but um, the clothing that we make tries to walk this line of, like, in-between space. something that you can wear at home, but also going out. So that's why um, we started with this T-shirt, because I felt like there wasn't a T-shirt that I could wear at home, but I was also com- comfortable going to a podcast or out with dinner with friends. And um, I think it's important for us to be able to get more use out of our clothing. We don't need to... Have I, I don't know. Um,
0: you don't have to have this clothing for the going out. This one for the yeah, gym. This one. Sense. Yeah, yeah. You just want to avoid <laughs> the
1: pain. To be honest, <laughs> to to
0: home, get changed. <laughs> I came with a bag of things today, but that's because I had costume changes. But yeah. yeah.
1: But it's important though, like that your costume changes. Even me thinking about what I wasn't aware today because it influences your mindset. Like if you're wearing something that you're comfortable in, mm. it's going to change how you feel. And mm. so, like creating clothing, anything that helps you be a little bit more like yourself, feel like that. Well, we
0: express ourselves through what we wear, don't we? I mean, think about tribes and, you know, painting our faces and warriors dressing up before they go to war or to dance or to whatever it is, we we express ourselves through how we dress ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to – I need IP on that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You like that? I like that. We express ourselves how we dress ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know I'm a writer. I might suggest that you write a book at some point.
1: Definitely that's one of my five year So I talked about how I don't like plans, but that is one of my five-year plans is to – eventually put together a book.
0: Amazing. So tell me, what is your future for Pool House New York? You're a new company, three years young. What do you see in, like, another ten years?
1: Um, To keep doing, like, as corny as it sounds, to keep doing this but just having more of an impact with more people. Not for the sake of doing that but in order to make, like, more people's lives better. Um, And at the end of the day, I just – to keep doing this I just really enjoy the whole process of it and so um being do you able
0: connect with people online and and do they give you feedback how how do you know what how far reaching it is
1: um yes yeah, so, I mean we do um people reach out to me a lot online but we have um, a studio in LA we've been hosting a lot of events there meeting a lot of people connecting through that um bringing more of the online stuff into the real world because one of the best things through social media yeah. is the people that I've met right but yep. I'm the only one who gets the benefit of that because, you know, we have an audience, we have a following people, they want to reach out to me. And I, I find people who have similar interests to me. But when I was a lawyer, it was so hard to find people who like similar music, to find similar, had similar interest mm. because not enough people are putting themselves out on the internet. And that's one of the blessings of it. So mm. if we're able to help connect people in the real world like that by hosting more events. Um, that's how I see, you know, we can make more of an impact. That's one of the. Mm. the goals for next year
0: well the best way to meet someone is obviously real world. in real life yeah. right I mean the way I met you you were reading a book that I <laughs> also read and I'm the kind of person that talks to everyone yeah and I wonder if that's just me or because I'm in a new place a new city now and you know I'm happy to make new friends everywhere but I think it's kind of just me anyway I like talking to everyone yeah. I found it really hard during lockdown like not being able to talk to real people I think that's a huge part of our social health fabric when we don't have that we are very unwell which will never make sense to me mm-hmm. but um anyway the point is that having the events is so good so if we want to come along to one of your events can anyone just turn yeah. up?
1: yeah anyone can um we have studio in downtown la right now hopefully we have more locations soon that's definitely one of the goals but yeah anyone anyone's LA-based. welcome yeah la based right now hopefully um we have some Spaces in New York. A lot of people ask me, like, oh, do you miss New York, Andrew? Um, and I have to say, those were the best years of my life, New York, but so glad to be back in LA, because New York is a hard life. Um, it's it's great, but I don't know if it's like meant to be lived there for the rest of your life, And but it was a good, great experience, it's, for, it's with me for the rest of my life, I think, and I think if you can live in New York, do it. Because had I grown up in California, or had I lived in California my whole life, which was my original goal. Um, this is why you should never realize that your goals, you know, things are going to change. Um, but had I lived in California my whole life, if I never moved to New York, I would feel like I would have been soft. I wouldn't have a good backbone. I wouldn't have appreciated um, certain things in my life. And
0: and New York was tough. <laughs>
1: it was tough, but also so fun, exhilarating. It taught me a lot of things. I met so many people. It was so enriching. But um, it's just a hard place to, to raise a family. And that's one of my goals I'm like oh, nice. next 10 years to eventually get married, have kids. That's uh, one of the, the big ones probably. Um,
0: well, you know I like to play Cupid. <laughs> and uh, we've wow. been talking about perhaps you <laughs> joining me on my crusade of the, one of the next projects I'm about to do and, and um, haven't announced it yet, but definitely we will be helping people find their loves. So, but yeah, I mean, I gave you my book, hashtag Insta lovers, all about it. all the online dating world. Dating
1: the worst. like. No. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a chapter in there called how to weed out the weirdos. It's my favorite chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Get right to the good ones and weed out the weirdos. It's been so fun talking to you about, you know, mindset and courage and career change and all these beautiful things. And obviously... Um, clothing because we love dressing up. And, um, yeah, I love those pants too, by the way. Yeah,
1: you're so comfortable. I wear them every day. Yeah, you I can I wasn't see. a sweatpants person. Too. Well,
0: you know, I didn't even think they were sweatpants. Oh, so this man. was the whole thing until you pointed it out. I was <laughs> like, oh, they're actually sweatpants, but they're dress pants too. So yeah. this is this is Pool House New York, you guys. <laughs> it is, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on Well To Do. We loved having you, Andrew. Oh, my gosh, it rhymes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I had a great time.